Hello, med students. My name is Zach Olson, and thank you for downloading this week's episode of the EM Clerkship Podcast. We've been working our way through a series of episodes on, on specific tips to crush your slow. How would I train you? What specific tips would I give if I knew that you were going to come and rotate with me at my hospital in my department? We have covered the first 10 tips these last couple weeks. So if you haven't checked those out yet, go ahead and start there. But now we're getting into like the really good stuff. So tips 11 through 15 this week. And the overall theme today is going to be your history, how to take a great history from the patient that is both efficient, but still allows you to give like a great, thorough, impressive presentation to the attending. What are the most high yield things you can ask about when taking a history that your attending actually needs? And that when you put it in your presentation, they're going to be really impressed by, and you're going to actually help them out. The patient history is the foundation that a great presentation is built on. What do you need without getting bogged down in detail and delaying care too much because you're just like asking about everything? Does that make sense? That's what we're focusing on this week. Starting with tip number 11. So this is actually a, a billing tip and it carries over into your presentation. And so to bill a level five chart, you need four descriptors. A level five chart is the highest level build chart. And so in, in almost all, I will say in all, all patients that come to the emergency department, you should be getting four descriptors describing each complaint that the patient has every time. And so the way it typically works is, is attendings and residents, they're going to take those four descriptors, they're going to put them in the chart, and it makes the level five chart, it's called. Four descriptors. That's what, we're, that's what you need to ask on history. That's what I would be wanting anyways, and I would love any student who clearly laid it out for me, because you, have you seen attendings where they're kind of documenting as you talk? I mean, if you did this, this is like what they need. So what are the descriptors? What are What's a descriptor? You've heard of like OPQRST or Codiers. There's lots of mnemonics that you learned for your med school OSCEs that you need when taking a history. So you can use whatever one of those you like, but the, the official list of, of what counts as a descriptor for a complaint, so let's say it's chest pain, is location. So upper chest, low back, right flank. The quality, it's dull, it's achy, it's sharp, it's burning, duration. It lasted a few seconds. It lasted a few minutes. It's been going on for years. Modifying factors. It gets better or worse with exertion or with breathing treatments. And then severity, the shortness of breath, uh, the, the pain, whatever. It's really severe. It's pretty mild. And then context. What were you doing when it started? Timing. Are the symptoms constant or do they come and go? And then associated symptoms. Just, you know, a few other symptoms that naturally fit with that body system, right? So like... Chest pain, well, ask about shortness of breath, vomiting, back pain, palpitations. What about something like, what if the patient's vomiting? Well, are you having diarrhea, any fevers? Are you vomiting any blood? So that's like your official list that you can use. There's lots of options. You just need to choose four descriptors. Location, quality, duration, modifying factors, severity, context, timing, and associated symptoms. So they have a headache. Well, you don't go to your attending and say, this, you know, oh, the patient has a headache. They have a, a moderately severe headache that started three days ago on the posterior aspect of their head. They took a Tylenol and it didn't go away. 
That's four descriptors, severity, duration, location, and a modifying factor. That's how easy this is. And that's about how much detail you're looking for with each complaint or major symptom that the patient is complaining of. They come in with chest pain. You definitely need four descriptors. So when did it start? What did it feel like? How long did it last? Did you have some vomiting with it too? You did? Oh, vomiting. Four things about vomiting. Well, how many times did you vomit? What color was it? How long did it take for that to start? Did you take anything that made it better? That's four descriptors. And the idea too is you don't necessarily need to stop at four descriptors, obviously. But when you take and give the history, it's going to help you if you're thinking of your history as, you know, they have a complaint and I need at least four descriptions of that. It really helps me kind of target what I'm asking. And then when you present it, it just sounds like a really clean cut, efficient list. Bam, 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 bam. Hey, I have a 50-year-old male with COPD who comes in with severe shortness of breath for three days that got worse with the weather change and hasn't gotten better despite breathing treatments. And it, and when you think of it, it just makes you sound thorough. It keeps you efficient. It's just a great way to approach the history. That's how emergency medicine doctors think. So that's how I want to teach you to think and ask questions and present the cases, but don't stop there. Tip number 12, another thing that you want to get from the patient, because you're going to save some time now, because you're only, you know, you're, you're getting your descriptors, you're kind of moving on, but I want you to get the actual story. Tip number 12, get the actual story, the actual story. Another way of putting this, and I hate it when med students forget to do this, is like, why did you come in today? Like, why today of all days during my shift are you here with your toe? What's their biggest concern? If you ask this and you sneak this into your presentation right after your descriptors, your attending is going to be like super duper impressed because when the patient has been having chest pain for a year and then they come in today for chest pain, you get a lot, a lot of insight into that patient's expectations and what their worries are. And it's going to make you look like you're just like an insightful rock star. You do this every time. The patient will say things like, I wasn't concerned about it, but you know, my family forced me to come in done. So now you know that when you, you need to target some questions and some education at the family members in the room, not necessarily the patient, that person with the crossed arms in the corner, probably recording you on their phone is they're probably playing a big role in this. Or they'll say, you know, my dad died of a heart attack at my age. And I was just feeling really anxious that I might be having the same thing. Wow. Okay. That's good to know. Or they'll say, you know, I know I've been having this chest pain all year, but today it was just, it was so much worse. I was actually sweating with it. Oh, wow. Thanks for clarifying. So it has been going on for a year, but it, it changed today. So was there anything else that was new about it? There's, there's always, you always get a free clue by diving into the actual story, why the patient came here now. There is a clue there. Ask them for that clue, put it in your presentation and you're going to, you're just going to look great. Tip number 13. This is a really big one. This is probably the most important tip for this week. Tip number 13 is red flags. You need to know the red flags, what they are for each complaint, and you need to bam, 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 list them out for every major chief complaint, especially, you know, again, the really common ones. Your list of red flags is huge. So chest pain, I'm telling you right now, like what it would be. You better put in your presentation the, the four big red flags. Was there vomiting? Did it radiate? Were they diaphoretic? Did it get worse with exertion? And as we re-hit some of these core complaints this year, we'll make sure to list out those red flags. But I'll give you another example, headache. What was it? Was your headache sudden and severe? 
Are you having a fever? Is your neck stiff? Do you have any neurologic complaints? You get your four descriptors, you get the actual story on why they're here today, and then bam, 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 closed-ended questioning, knock out those red flags. Make a checklist if you have to, but you, you want to hit every one of those red flags. Super important. Probably the most important thing from this week, to be honest. Tip number 14 is a really helpful one. It's not going to you know, boost your slow on every case, but you'll have one or two cases where your attending needs this information and you're just going to look great when you have it. And it's ask the doctor's names, like the patient who's their doctor type stuff. Of all of the random details medical students give to me during their presentations that they're asking patients about, the one that they always miss and the one that is you know, really important to me is, is, especially when I have to walk into the room and ask this, is their doctor's names. Just, you know, you don't have to memorize them. Just write it down on your paper. So, like, did their PCP send them here? What, who is their PCP? Oh, they just had surgery. Who was the surgeon that did the surgery? Just ask them and jot it down on your paper. This, you know, as an attending now, unless it's um, like a stroke case where I'm writing down times, this is literally the only thing now as an attending that I write down when I'm in the room with a patient. You know, their PCP, their cardiologist, their OBGYN, whoever is relevant. And when you toss those in at the end of your history, it's like a nice warm hug to me because I know that when I personally forget to ask who their doctor is, I have my trusty med student right next to me every time who has that information ready. Jot down those doctor's names, maybe even sneak it into your history just so your attending knows that you asked. And then the last tip this week, tip number 15, and this is the part that you all spend way too much time on. It's the historical part of the history or, or whatever it's called, right? Your medical history, surgical history, the med list, the allergy list, drugs, tobacco, alcohol, social, and maybe sometimes family history, but it's usually not relevant. And so the way to do this is I don't want you putting all of this in your presentation. I want you getting it writing it down. And then if I probe you during the presentation, Hey, like any family history of that, you have it right there. And you say, yeah, father, am I 45? And you can just reference your notes. That's a great time to where you can look down at your paper, but just get, and, and again, just get the major stuff, medical history. Okay. Diabetes, blood pressure, cholesterol, cancers, anything else? Surgery. Oh, it was it a recent surgery. Any, anything in the, the region of the chief complaint, right? Do you have any big allergies, any med changes, blood thinners, immunosuppressants, insulin, big stuff. You're going for big stuff. If the, if they trigger positive on anything social history related, like drugs. Okay. Like, were you taking drugs when this started? Did you inject anything? Have you ever injected anything? Alcohol. Okay. Like, do you drink liquor, beer, or wine? Oh, how many bottles of liquor did you have? Oh, and they, they give you that look like, oh my God, I don't drink a bottle of liquor. Oh, fine. Well, it's probably not related then, to be honest. If they go like, mm, I get a bottle of liquor every couple of days, then you're like, oh, okay, maybe it is related. Tobacco. Yes. No. The risk factor. You got to ask this stuff, but from your perspective, it's really going to be more of a reference. Because when you give your presentation, what I want you to do is pick like the three biggest things from that giant list that you got. And that's what you're putting in your presentation, the three most relevant things that you can think of. And, but you, I mean, you're not spending a ton of time here. Just ask the questions quickly, jot them down, get the big stuff, and it's just going to help you. But don't spend too, too much time on it. That wraps up the tips on how I specifically think you should be spending your time, in my opinion, when you're taking a history in your, during your emergency medicine rotation. Generally speaking, most of you are spending way too much time getting bogged down on details. That's just pretty common. 
stuff that's, you know, you get bogged down in the stuff that we covered in that last step, really, and you're not spending enough time on those previous steps. So I would encourage you to re-listen to this episode a few times. If this seems like a lot of content to you, that's okay. Again, you can always re-listen to it, right? That's the nice thing about a podcast. I'm going to go over some of the core complaints later this year and kind of redoing those because it's been a few years. And I plan on probably organizing it in a way that makes it easier for you to know what you should be asking about and, you know, listing the red flags, that type of thing. And I'll be doing demonstrations on how to present each of these cases so you can get better at presenting and making patient presentations. And so keep tuning in this year. You're going to get a lot more practice with this. So don't feel overwhelmed. I I want to help you learn how to do this. But this, this week's really about those five specific tips that are really, I feel like, the most impactful on helping you with your, your letters of, of evaluation, your slows. So more next week. Send me an email, Zach at emclerkship.com, Z-A-C-K at emclerkship.com with any questions. I care about you. I want you to be successful. The real joy of doing this podcast for me now is the opportunity to impact you in your training when I know that you are going to do huge things with your career, do amazing things, and many of you are going to be better doctors and teachers and leaders and impact more people than I'll ever be able to myself. So it's just, it's a pleasure to be able to teach you. Again, I care about you. God bless. Until next week, keep working hard. Keep studying and be sure to enjoy your shift.